This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Let's look at the Amplified Bible, Ephesians uh, 2 and 1 through 10. Great grace is the title of this message. You know, the, the double this year really is, and, and we're in the growing season. We've sh- the season has shifted. Uh, years is really about uh, sowing, growing, and reaping. That's the cycle of life, sowing, growing, and reaping. Life in the kingdom, natural life, spiritual life, it's all the same. It really is sowing, growing, and reaping. And so we've, we've sh- slowly shifted out of the sowing, and we're now uh, up, in the, up in the growing. And uh, what comes up out of the seed doesn't necessarily look like the seed that was sown, but the revealing is in what is being, what is now growing, what's, what's growing. And, and I'll tell you, uh, uh, a double in this is great grace and greater love. Everybody say this with me, great grace and greater love. Amen. Boy, they're tied together. Uh, and and what, what would our lives look like in harvesting out of this great grace, the knowings and understandings for our life, the wisdoms, uh, the perceptions, the, the realities of great grace and greater love. Oh, sometimes, you know, be careful about thinking that we know all that there is to know because only God, but God wants us to know. That's why he gave us his word. This, is, this, is, this word is the seed of all that God wants us to know. And harvesting, you know, out of his goodness and his glory and his greatness for us. His mercy and his love and his favor and this wonderful thing called grace. I want to read, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, preachers get in the way, they say too much. So I'm just going to read the word here and then we'll we won't get through all this today. But I want to read the word too because sometimes God can just say it for himself. And trust that the Holy Spirit, uh, the word is the ultimate seed. Amen. Verse 2, and you, and uh, I love that. I could stop right there. And you, he made alive when you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually. You were following the course and fashion of this world, were under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of the air, you were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. Among these, we, as well as you were, once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind, our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature 
children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation. Like the rest of mankind, but God. Everybody say, and you? But God. But God, so rich is he in his mercy because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses. Can I just say something right there? Now that truth alone unravels the lie of the devil, all right? It's never God's fault. It's never God's failure. It's never, ever God didn't, God wouldn't, God couldn't. It's always we have our own shortcomings and our own trespasses. It's always us that misses his will and his way for us. God never misses. God's always true. And every man and every devil can be found a liar against the God who is always true. Yeah, but so and so and such and such. Every man and every devil is a liar in the light of God's truth. Yeah, but they serve God and this and that. God didn't come through for them. Every man and every devil Be found a liar, but let God be found true. It was never God that missed it. Ever. Ever. Now that will hold you as an anchor of hope for your soul when it looks hopeless. And when the devil comes and points all the circumstances and this and that, and he'll take advantage of ignorance, not knowing. Boy, the worst kind of ignorance and not knowing is thinking we know. That's religion. The spirit of religion tells you, you know. And he'll always know better than God. And even when God's standing in front of him with a red hat on, doing all that God does, they still miss it. Because we know. Because it's about us and the flesh and the dictates of the... Are you listening? Amen. The mind has to be renewed. The heart can believe and receive salvation, but there's no transformation unless the mind is renewed. You can sit in church 20 years and still be sucking on a passy. And choke on real food. Anything past milk. Thinking that pacifier is the real deal. All it's doing is satisfying, you know, the need for your life to suck. (laughs) Because when it sucks, we'll justify ourselves. Let, Let everyone else, including God, but I am true. Let's move right along here. Now, why would you say that kind of stuff? Because, you know, it's, it's like, a, it's just this big old, you know, it's this little, it's a big, gets to be this old gnarly big ball of twine that you have to, you have to unwind that religious stuff. You have to unwind the error and the falsehoods. And not being mean in, at all in it, but just, you know, you get all knotted up, you know. Don't look at your neighbor and call him a knothead. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. I said it just gets all knotted up. You ever get all knotted up in your thinking? 
So you got, we, 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 we know and understand by faith in God. That's the basis of our new knowing and understanding is by faith. And that basis of faith is trusting God. God's always true. God's not the problem. God's for me. God's good. God tells the truth. It's the devil who's against me. It's the devil who's a liar. It's the devil who's bad. Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ salvation I like the the fact that even when I haven't been faithful God was still faithful I've had to rock I've had to rock back on that a time or two in my life I like the fact that for all of the junk and the wrong things that I believed and said and did it didn't stop God. He overlooked that. Are you listening? Now listen, he didn't do away with that, but he looked over who I was and saw who he made me, recreated me to be. And he looked beyond me being dead. He had planned to raise me to new life in Jesus. He, he looked beyond me being without God. Are you listening? And in the dark. And he saw me in Christ, in Jesus, together with him. When I was separated from him, when I wasn't with him. Are you listening? God, God knew that he would bring me to the place of righteousness appearing to all men. The Bible says, this is why we're without excuse. Because in one form or one way or another, either just through natural nature itself that says there is a God. All right? Uh, to divine interventions throughout the generations. I mean, Jesus uh, personally showing up when no one else could or would. He can and will. Amen. Uh, righteousness, the, how to be right with God, has every person is to have that opportunity. The Bible says that. That's why we need to be praying for, you know, I, I, I know uh, uh, there's a, a, one of the missionaries that, that we uh, support. If you want your life to be blessed, attach yourself to something bigger and someone greater than yourself. Greater love have no man, they lay down his life, your friend. But get, get what you do, you know, uh, lined up with what God is doing. He's advancing the kingdom. This, this, uh, uh, this, particular person I'm talking about, he and his wife sold everything on their way to the Philippines uh, to uh, minister. And he said this, uh, he said this, he said, he talked about the church that he'd pastored and recently turned over to another. And he said, why? He goes, people up here have, 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 have heard and heard and heard and heard. And he said, I'm going to tell you what, he said, he said, most of them can't come to church on Sunday two weeks in a row. He said, call a prayer meeting. He goes, maybe 5% of them will show up. He goes, why should I? He goes, no, he didn't say I. He said, why should they 
hear the gospel way more than twice when there are still people that have never even heard it once. Or missions is a is just a field that that's wide open, wide open spaces, no fences there. Well, you want to live in a large, wealthy place, attach yourself to mission. I thank God for Dr. Vickers, the last uh, phone call that we, uh, um, that we, um, prayer call that we shared in. He set some things out in front of us. He said, he said, I want to, I want to, I want fruit in this field. I want the, I want Passion Church to have fruit people for our life in the in the mission fields of the world. And he goes, and I want to increase he said, I want to increase what we're doing there. He's such a wise man. Because if we'll be part of increasing there, you will see increase here. But it's only when you sow that you grow. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's going to be a good weekend, isn't it? Enjoy God and His goodness and His uh, and His greatness, and be thankful. Just be so thankful for the life God has put together for you. Well, my life, oh, honey, you're still alive. You still have opportunity. A live dog is better than a dead lion. That's what Solomon said. While there's still breath in your body, there's still hope. Things can change. And you can actually decide to be happy. My my heart is so full of happy today. Not because of happenings on the outside, but I look around and like Pastor Sandy said, you know, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And if he has done, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll continue to do. He can be trusted. Great is the faithfulness of God. Amen. All right. This is what he has done. I said, while we were dead, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which we did not deserve, that we are saved. We're delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Oh, what a salvation. The Bible says in one place, uh, and we spent a little time on this on Wednesday night, don't neglect so great a salvation. Don't let it slip by you. Don't let the flow of this river of glorious life just pass you by while you're busy doing other things, other interests. There's nothing greater than the God who's loved us with such a great love and provided so great a salvation and given us this wonderful grace. Amen. Favor and mercy that's not deserved. It's not earned. It's not the reward of works. It's not the result of being good enough or perfect uh, enough or right enough. You know, Grace is all God. All God's gift. The one, this translation and another one calls it free grace. Free grace. Freely believe. You know, you're free to believe. Or you're free to not believe. You're free to follow or not to follow. Amen. It's a, it's a choice. 
what a freedom that affords us that, you know, I'm I just not going to give the devil or other folks or happenings and circumstance and all that kind of stuff that much power over my life that it decides me and it determines me. No, I decide to take the decision that's been made about me by God and agree with that. And that sets my life in a direction. And my direction, decisions uh, and directions will determine destinies. And you know there's only two, isn't there? Pastor Ron's going to come. You're in the middle of a miracle right now. There are only two. There are only two destinies that all of life sums up in. There's only one decision that we make concerning God. Hold on just a second. It's one decision. Yay or nay. Yes or no. Where Jesus is concerned what he's done for our lives. Heaven Is real but lest we forget so is hell and both of them are permanent and decisions that we make here in this life determine the direction repent means turn around change direction change the direction if you're not happy and you're not satisfied with how that's working out for you. Even though we we work so hard, we try so hard, we, we go down this road and that road and we try this and we go, oh, you know, the world says, this this is it. This will make you happy. This is the, this is what you've been looking for. How many of you, how many of you been to that all-you-can-eat bar and came away saying, boy, they ripped me off. That wasn't what it was meant to be or, or sold at all. Amen. Well, the best thing to do, don't ever go back there again. Amen. Because the Bible says there is a table spread before us. Right in the very presence of our enemies. And you'll find out when you taste and see God is good. God didn't just promise us heaven in the, you know, uh, way out yonder. He said, I if you'll... If you'll walk with me, if you'll choose me, he said, I'll give you a great life. I'll give you a good life. I'll give you a life I put together for you. If you'll trust me. You know, this... This term grace is it is it is even the enabling, the empowerment, it is the the affording the capability and the capacity to even believe. If it weren't for the grace of God, you would never hear what's being said. Because we all have the Bible says, hardened our hearts, closed our ears, shut our eyes. 
Aren't you glad for the resurrection power of Jesus? For the undeserved faith that he just keeps saying. Just keeps sending his message. He just keeps showing us his great love and his great grace for us. His greater love in Jesus Christ. wonder if you're here today and you need this great grace. It's a free gift. It is by grace that we're saved. Now remember this. It's not in trying to be good enough. It's not in keeping the lie. It's not in being, you know, uh, self-righteously religious and regimented in all of that. See? I don't come to church because... It's an obligation. I come to church because I have a revelation. I've tasted and seen and I want more of the good that God has. The good who God is. I want to know Him more and more. I want to know the God who loved me enough to stay after me and pursue me when I was running completely the other way. It's not in how many hours I pray or minutes or that type of thing. It's, it's living life together with a real God. So what I really want you to do is take your everyday life, your, your walk around, work, uh, working, eating and sleeping. and The everyday simple life that you have because I want you to place that in front of me as a sacrifice. I want to do life with you, not without you. And boy, oh, how he loves and how much pleasure it gives him when we say, you know what, God, that's what I want. I remember, I remember uh, with Miss Sandy, you know, I had to venture out a little bit. And uh, I think she was first to say, I love you. And you hope that people will love you in return. What a... What a vulnerable place. What a, what a, a place to come when you, when you open up your heart and you say, even to another human being, but especially to God. But God has done just that, hasn't he? He didn't just open his arms and die for us. He said, I want you to see my heart. I love you. And my sincerest hope, my highest aspiration is that you would respond in kind and say, God, you know, I love you too. It's not, the Bible says, that we first loved him, but he was the first one to say, I love you. I just want to know, do you want to love me? I spent, I got around Miss Sandy. I'd, I'd, I'd been around her long enough you know, to learn a, enough about her and I opened my heart and I said, yeah, I love you too. I've been around Jesus long enough now. At first, I was just as scared of going to hell, but I love that I'm on my way to heaven. Maybe you're here today. You need to open your heart to this great grace. It is by grace that we're saved. It's by grace. Take the grace. You just live life with God, your everyday life. That's the one. You, he, you're the you 
You're the you that He loves. It's your life that you're living, but do it together with Him. Let's pray a prayer, short prayer together, and then we'll be finished with today, and you'll be on your way. But you're going to go with God. And if you came here today wondering where He's at, wondering where you are, let's fix that right now. Say, Dear Jesus, I'm going to take you at your word. As your word is ever true. My feelings will lie. My friends mean well. Sometimes they lie too. The church is good. It's not perfect. But I really want to just know you. So Jesus help me today. Come into my heart. Let me know what this grace is. This great grace. By which I'm saved. Jesus I need saving. I need to be saved from judgment. I want to be made a partaker of Christ's salvation. I simply believe. And I simply receive. Take you at your word. And Lord, I experience right now the freeing work, your workmanship, your gracious free gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.